Hello, and welcome to episode 159 of Relics of Ore. I am your host, Gorybok, and joining me this evening is my co-host, Spirit. How are you doing this evening, Spirit? I am yawning now, because you yawned right before you started the recording, and I am extremely, uh, no, that's not the word, what is it, suggestible? Let's move on. I can't make words. I'm really excited to be here. Oh. No, um, <laughs> yeah, sorry that uh, that Jan was uh, not meant to send you uh, sidetracked, but uh, yeah. Anyway, it's uh, been a week and a half since our last episode, I guess, and we have a brand new elite specialization to talk about, the Berserker, um, which is pretty cool. And then afterwards, we're gonna talk some about the relics of ore. PVE group event that we organize, and I sadly did not get to. So let's just lead off here with the Berserker. Um, it is another profession that gets the an offhand gets Torch, which I feel like fits the warrior pretty well. Out of all the things they didn't have access to, I have a hard time imagining what else you would have given them. I don't really think they needed. Like I think the melee staff thing they don't really need and the, i i can understand why they didn't want to give them pistols i guess so torch seems fitting how do you do you do you like the torch indifferent don't care uh mostly indifferent i like the torch skin itself uh was really exciting to me cuz it has all the animal heads on it and i like i like my norns um i actually <laughs> i forgot uh at the beginning of the week um, they've been doing, in case you haven't noticed, they've been doing um, those teasers. The characters that they used for the elite specializations are the same ones as they used for the original profession art. So when they when they first released all of the actual classes, the Ellie, the Necro, everything, um, these elite teasers are the same race. They're the same people essentially, uh, upgraded into the elite specialization, which is really cool. But I thought, because the warrior also had a very prominent art that was a char, um, I thought that the Norn that they had shown in the teaser had skinned the char and wore, was wearing it as a helmet, and I was very upset. <laughs> like, that was my initial reaction, as I was like, no! We're going back to some I'm good old... I'm not emotionally ready for this! Going back to some good old Guild Wars 1 Ascalonian armor. Yeah, I wasn't... I That was what I woke up to Monday morning, and I wasn't prepared for it. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, Yeah, I... It's always a little bit less exciting to get an offhand um, as the specialization weapon, I think, which I think we've sort of said a couple times. Just from the simple standpoint of your, your main hand weapon or two-handed weapons have the skills that you use the most often because the main hand weapons have lower cooldowns. So, you know, you, you know that your specialization choice is going to be giving you f not fewer new skills, although fewer also, but skills that you can't use as frequently in combat. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, like I said, I think it fits. And I think it's interesting that this specialization has a big focus on fire um i mean which i mean clearly makes thematic sense with the torch but it's sort of it feels a little weird to have like a very burning focused specialization on the warrior i guess and maybe maybe i'm just a little bit weirded out because of the fact that um 
it's like burning is so meta right now. Like it's everybody is doing burning damage and I'll be curious to see if they adjust it at all because it's crazy how much damage you can do with burning. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I don't know. I I would love to get my hands on somebody that actually plays a condition warrior to see how they feel about a condition berserker build, like mixing all these burning skills with I suppose presumably sword main hand. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, it's interesting. Um once again, introducing a lot of those skills that have very new tech in terms of at least new with Heart of Thorns, a a, a mobile fire field centered on you which is awesome. I mean, it's very good. Uh it just brings me back to <laughs> field inequality if you will, which, you know, having a mobile fire or water field is amazing. Um but it's very thematic and cool. So I you know, once again, hope we get more stuff like that. Um, I actually think it would have been funny because when they were talking about it in the live stream and in the description, it says it sets you on fire, but like it doesn't actually, it doesn't actually mm-hmm. set you on fire. I think it actually would have been really funny to have a skill that was really strong that set you on fire. Also, the the necro. Oh yeah, because there aren't any heavy professions that have a high damage skill that sets you on fire already. I'm just bitter. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's well, it uh I th- as as a bitter necromancer as everybody knows, I found it kind of funny that a few times in the pod or in the not in the podcast in the points of interest they were like, "Well, it doesn't actually light you on fire. That would be awful." And I'm like, "Gosh, I wish they felt the same way about corruption skills. <laughs> they just gave them really good skills and then didn't give you a personal downside. That's neat." Um <laughs> That's neither here nor there. I do think it would have been cool, though, if they actually lit you on fire and, like, so you took burning damage and then, you know, whatever. Um, But, yeah, torch skills are interesting. Um, The utility skills feel like kind of a grab bag. Uh, They're they're a new type. They're rages, air quotes. So this is actually the first elite specialization that introduces a completely new type of skill which is potentially notable. Yeah, I had to put my foot in my... We, we've been speculating about um, the Elite Specializations a lot on the Guild forums, mm-hmm. and the day before it came out, I said, well, it's probably... I don't think that we're going to see any new utility types with the first generation of Elite specula- Specializations, but I don't know how they can leave it like that forever. And then literally the next day, they're like, new utility type, rages, and I was, the my foot tastes wonderful, thank you for asking. <laughs> uh yeah, I I'm thinking about this and I it's it's bringing me back to our discussion the other day about how it feels weird that the necromancer and some of the uh tempest the reaper and some of the tempest shouts have cast times when historically like being no cast time was a signature of shouts. Mm-hmm. Um I think similarly it's kind of odd for them to include a brand new skill type that doesn't actually have any as as far as i can tell doesn't have any unifying mechanic other than just the fact that it is called something you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. to me these all read exactly like the existing warrior physical skills that they had you know uh the throw bolas uh bull rush um whatever You, you know which ones the yeah so i think that's once again, kind of interesting, a little bit weird. It seems a little bit like, 
I don't know. Yeah, I guess for me, I would think if they were going to introduce a new utility type, they would want to introduce it on multiple professions, but Rage, where a physical skill type is the kind that could be on multiple professions, Rage is very specific to Berserker, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, maybe if they all had, like, something to do with, um... Oh, well, do they all... Oh, well, I... Well, they all look like they give you adrenaline, which... Or is that an adrenaline cost? Uh, no, they all give you adrenaline for successful uses. Yeah, so I guess that's their unique mechanic. Yeah. Somewhat, but, eh. but it, yeah, but again, like nobody else, like why introduce that kind of skill because nobody else can make use of it. Nobody else has adrenaline. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I I don't want to get too hung up on it. Like I don't, I'm not actually particularly upset. I'm just sort of, uh, it just sort of piques my interest as an observation standpoint. That... I am shocked and confused. <laughs> outraged outraged rage um yeah but uh where i was actually starting with that i sort of wanted to divert to the talk about that but also it's sort of odd and and partly this is because of their behavior that they don't really have a unified feeling like the which also i would say is true of the reaper the tempest all of their shouts kind of their deal is they do a thing and they give an aura so that's that is a unifying concept with the Tempest because the Tempest has a lot of aura stuff. But both the Necromancer and the Berserker, they just sort of do things. They don't feel like they really belong to the same skill set. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm having a hard time quite articulating my point, but like the like Wells, they're all pulsing ticking damage and some condition or some like status effect so if you're making a Mm -hmm. a well build you do a coherent type of thing and like i said the auras with the tempest are a coherent type of thing because you're giving everybody an aura and they're different auras but it's this same aura theme but you know with the necromancer you've got one that's you know create some minions and you've got one that's a stun break and gives you some might and you've got one that like chills enemies and you know what i mean like and you've got one that gives you life force like they right they don't you know, there's no yeah no i know what you mean yeah and and so i'm feeling the same thing here which is you know not to say that it's bad but it steers me away from feeling like i would want to make a build using all rages and the same is true with the the reaper when i was playing the reaper in, in the beta weekend i took like only one or two shouts because the rest of them were just completely not particularly applicable or useful to my build which is not to say that they were bad shouts but um i feel the same way looking at these i wouldn't i i don't think i would take the heal i don't think i would take the shattering blow as cool as the effect is of punching like summoning and punching a rock and using it to reflect like that's (laughs) that's neat but i don't think i'd take it um and i probably wouldn't take the leap but i would definitely take the stun break and i would probably take the headbutt elite so I don't know. Oh, and I and Wild Blow. I don't know. Wild Blow is pretty hilarious. That's <laughs> the 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 knockback. The knockback moose bowling, pretty great. Yes. Yeah. Um. Did any of the still skills um really stand out to you? I know that we were talking a little bit about Wild Blow beforehand. Uh, I do. I do really like the idea of Wild Blow, where you're you're using your enemies as a projectile. I think uh, visually and 
it's one of those skills that has a like an impact to it like there's a weight behind it and mm-hmm. it feels really good to use like uh for me also the impale on warrior warrior sword 4 where you throw your sword at someone and then you rip it out and like that it's very uh visceral it has a lot of impact to it i guess like it feels like it has weight behind it and i like those kinds of skills yeah i think um, visceral is a good a good descriptor like it it just feels solid visceral yeah 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 i like that and i like um the rock one for the same reason but i yeah i don't know if uh, overall berserker warrior's kind of in a weird place for me to start with because it's something uh i do play from time to time um but usually only when somebody else isn't playing a warrior which isn't all that often um or if somebody else is playing my like a guardian or a thief when i would usually do that then i'll pick up my warrior but it's not one that i seek out to play and then on top of that berserker isn't necessarily a style that intrigues me in any way it's just oh yeah that's cool okay and i just yeah i so i don't know if i would pick out a berserker and then if i would use any of those skills i guess is my answer like even though they look cool i don't don't know if any of them particularly grab me enough to say I'm gonna make a build surrounding that. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I think I think a fair number of their skills are pretty strong, but they're not necessarily build defining. And also, warriors really like their trait lines for party support. You know, for or like for might stacking. And yeah, I'm having a hard time thinking of an easy trait line to drop for them. Where I would just go, oh, I would totally just do, you know, I totally just drop this straight line and, you know, roll, roll Berserker in its place. We were talking, it's it's really funny, both of us, I think, missed this on the live stream, but I caught up when we were reading Dolphy. Uh, neither of us caught that Headbutt, the Elite, is a stunbreaker in and of itself, which is, I find right. incredibly funny. Like... Just the the image of like some other warrior like hammer smashing you and then you just being like, No, headbutt and just like undoing their stun and stunning then both of you is pretty funny. Um, yeah, that that also is uh appealing to me, that the F you headbutt, like yeah. you were calling it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um yeah, that feels like a very visceral skill too. Also, yeah, this is a very low cooldown for an elite. I think it's the shortest in the game, as far as I can remember. I didn't yeah, do very much research, but feel my wrath traded down is twenty four seconds, and this is twenty, and I'm pretty sure that is is the it's twenty base, right? Not traded. Yeah, I don't know if you can trade it, but so if you can trade it, it's extra, even shorter. Yeah, it's uh, that's that is quite low, um, which is something that makes it feel more like Guild Wars 1 to me, which I, you know, we, we've talked about this before on the podcast, that I really miss the idea of your elite skill being a skill that you build around and that you have ready access to. Like, it is a skill that is just better, not a skill that is on a super long cooldown that you only use once in a blue moon. Um, so, setting aside the fact that you may not enjoy the play of a skill that stuns you in order to stun somebody else, I do really like that you can use it a lot and I think that depending on how the content in Heart of Thorns comes out, the ability to apply a 3 second stun on a 20 second cooldown might be very useful for break bars. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you know, we we really don't have enough experience to make any definitive statement one way or another on that aspect. But and that's in addition to if you have like hammer or mace for your other CCs. So it's uh it's interesting. I can in my in my brain space, I could kind of see a really annoying lockdown warrior in. I don't know about SPVP, but definitely in World v. World with some of these like Stunbreaker and Stunning abilities and then combining it with existing physical skills and or maces and or hammers. Um, mm-hmm. Could be cool. But kind of like you, I don't really reach for my warrior too often as as a base. You know, I'll maybe reach for it if, if we need it. So <sighs> unfortunately, neither, <laughs> neither one of us is really probably qualified to yeah. uh, talk too much about the warrior this episode. Do you have any thoughts on the new burst skills? Or have you thought about it at all? Uh, not really. <laughs> I I the the skills themselves I didn't super pay attention to. Some of them looked okay, interesting, whatever, just slightly They se- they seem just like slightly different variations of the normal burst skills and none of They're them They're like bursting with more now with more fire. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. it's just it's the same as the the utilities for me, where it, like it looks very visceral, and um, there are some cool things, but none of those is what's making me look at it and go, "Yep, I'm gonna make a build around that, and I want to play that." Um, in terms of the mechanic itself, I think it's really cool to enter a state where remind me how it works. It's like it goes, you get you fill up your adrenaline. And then after that, you can switch over to Berserk mode. You get one bar of adrenaline, and then filling that lets you use the max thing, right? So you can just constantly get these really big bursts. Yeah, but additionally, you also have passive uh, increased attack speed and maybe another buff? I don't quite remember that. Uh, Full bar of adrenaline, lasts 15 seconds, and you immediately uh, cannot be deactivated. Uh, attack speed bonus is only 10% as opposed to the 33% from the data mine. Um, yeah, so it gives you a passive attack, scre- attack speed increase, which is pretty good. Because um, isn't there a warrior trait for one-handed weapons, uh, especially for swords, that gives you an attack speed increase already? There was, and my gut says it was removed or changed when it switched over to specializations, but I'm not 100% on that. Oh, okay. Uh, I honestly haven't played my warrior since we switched over to specializations, or not for more than a few minutes, so I haven't really retooled some of those traits. But passive attack speeds, uh, passive attack speed increases are always good i mean there that's Mm -hmm. something that there is very little of in this game like pretty much the only effect that has it is quickness and quickness is a very rare comparatively speaking uh boon that is not widely accessible to most professions um so i like that i also really like that similar to the mesmer or rather the chronomancer that it well actually now that i think about it i guess it's all of them, except for Reaper, that you have the option of using your old abilities even with the specialization. It doesn't overwrite them, it just gives you an additional ability. Right. Because um, you, like, you could, if you really didn't like the burst skill on, say, your hammer, <clears throat> in, in Berserker mode, that is, you could use your hammer burst 
outside of it. I mean, I can see some some combinations with that heal that uh, I think it's healing surge that gives you max adrenaline if you. Um, or it, it either increases your healing if you're at max adrenaline or sets you to max adrenaline if you don't have max adrenaline where you could like build up to three adrenaline like hammer hammer smash with your burst skill and then you know like heal pretty shortly after and switch into berserk mode and then just like go go crazy on them or something i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm just completely making up something or if that's any good but i i can at least see it being interesting um Whereas, you know, once again, Dead Horse, um, Undead Horse, Necromancer, <laughs> uh, you know, and this isn't a bad thing, but if you, you know, there, if if you want any part of the Reaper, you are, you will have the Reaper Shroud. You know, you, you just can't, you just lose access to your regular Shroud abilities if you take that trait line. So just, just an interesting food for thought, I guess, on the specialization as well like if you if you don't like one of the burst skills you don't have to use it if you want other things from this profession you probably Mm -hmm. will but you don't have to you have that control which is good one critique i had of the progression or the profession mechanic in i'm just gonna start that sentence one critique i had of the profession mechanic was that it locks you in but it doesn't super feel like there is a downside to being locked in true right yeah like there's just no reason to not use it i think in my opinion aside from if you want one of your regular burst skills right but but yeah the rate the normal the attack speed and whatever buffs you're going to be getting from it just seems like it's not it's it feels like the same critique I had almost with the Tempest, where it's built up to be this, you stay in it, and your your risk reward is paid off with this really big burst skill, and then you're locked out, because once you use that, you're done. And uh, it doesn't seem to deliver that for me again, which is a shame. It just seems like the description of it is different than the actuality, in my opinion. Well, I don't know that it's supposed to be really a risk reward i think it's just something that you don't get and like you have to build up to you know kind of kind of like death shroud in that you don't just get to pop into it at any time you have to build up your life force uh before you can do it but uh, well it's not it's not quite the same because there are reasons to not want to be in death shroud because of skill selection but yeah i don't know um yeah that's it's a, a fair point i but forgot I what i oh originally Oh, that's right. I, uh, all I was going to say was, once again, all of the burst skills, uh, almost all of the burst skills give burning, which just further, you know, uh, pushes this towards sort of a weird... It pushes it into an interestingly weird place where I wouldn't think of Berserker plus conditions. Like, Berserker does not, especially given the fact that there is a Berserker gear set, you know, in case you haven't been paying attention for the past three years, uh... <laughs> But there's so much of a seeming focus on several damaging conditions from this uh, elite specialization. Little, little odd thematically, but I have to say it looks cool. I mean, hats off to the artists once again. Like the effects yeah. looked really cool, and like you said, really visceral. So they definitely nailing that. But I don't know that we had too uh, much. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say no. I don't know that we had too much more to say about the berserker. <laughs> 
No, this is yeah. This, actually, this will flow on very well then because it's kind of meta. But um, I was talking to one of our new our new guildies who's just joined, and he had just started listening to the podcast, and it's like, yeah, I like it, but I, you know, I come away, <laughs> and you give out these these reviews of the the elite specializations, and then I just kind of feel sad about them at the end. <laughs> That's not the intention at all. Um, we we are very critical, but we do we do love them a lot. Like I do truly enjoy Guild Wars 2 and you shouldn't take our personal opinions, like especially on a day where we're we're just kind of lukewarm about the Berserker personally, uh, because we don't play Warrior and we you know, it's interesting to us mechanically, because uh, we're, we're I would say we're very mechanic oriented players, um, but we just kind of don't know what to make of it and that you know, I hope you enjoy listening to us talk about this, I hope that's why you're here listening but you maybe you shouldn't let it influence your opinions too much because if you like it then awesome like i really hope that there are people out here that are like yeah i want to be a berserker i'm just not one of you but i'm happy for you yeah oh totally i totally agree we don't know anything anyway don't listen to us we're ridiculous yeah uh, i mean listen to us but don't listen to us uh <laughs> no, i yeah i mean it's the every, everybody has uh for sure their own preferences and i know there's a lot of people that really don't care about necromancer so i'm sure everybody out there who doesn't care about necromancer loves listening to me talk about it um but you know like i i like i'm not big on at least half the professions and that's not because i don't think they're good they just really don't necessarily appeal to me um i actually really do like warrior but they're you know as as you said as a show like we it sort of behooves us to talk about them and give our impressions but especially at this time we're sort of low on hosts for the moment um due to some regular schedule conflicts and all that stuff and so when it's just a uh, when it's just a two-man show like if uh if you get a profession that neither one of us uh, has a lot of experience on it's you know it's probably gonna sound more lukewarm than uh uh is accurate or whatever maybe mm-hmm. i don't know so yeah don't don't mean to be depressing usually <laughs> <laughs> unless it's necros in which case i do want to say though speaking of necros um they they previewed i believe this has been since our last episode they previewed changes uh for the next beta weekend and they look in line with a lot of the things that they look they look like they're fixing a lot of the issues that both myself and a lot of the other people in the community seem to agree on and i'm actually really excited to get some playtime in with some of those changes like to to put a very positive note on i they have seemingly increased a lot of the damage numbers a lot i mean we're talking you know that skill that uh the the greatsword too you know if it uh, if it mm-hmm. hits somebody that's under half before it put it on like a 0.8 second recharge and now it just is is auto recharge and it does 50 percent more damage now like that's awesome. that's a real big number uh in case yeah you, you know like a 50 percent damage increases real big um and a lot of the other skills they added like a 20 or 30 percent increase in damage to so you know hopefully I really, yeah yeah just in general i really like their approach right now the um it seems like they're putting they across the board everything is coming in a little bit undertuned and then as we play it they bump it up a little bit and bump it up a little bit and they're very honest in the posts that they made the changes that um they'll say things like oh yeah we bumped up the damage on this skill 
Um, and we know you guys were asking for changes on this, but we just want to see how it plays out with this skill, and then we'll go from there. And have it, like, hearing that honesty is so refreshing. Yeah, which is not to say that we think they've been ever dishonest, but just hearing that uh, frankness, just being yeah. very yeah, forthcoming. Yeah, honesty wasn't the right word. I, they've not been, they've not deceived us, but the, yeah, being forthcoming and frank with information is absolutely refreshing. Yeah, it's it's been really great. And I'm, you know, it, it's exactly like what betas really should be. You know, they're putting things out there. And they're saying these are not final. And, you know, if something comes out undertuned, you know, they got a lot of people to look at it and play it and leave feedback. And then they listened. Like, that's, that is explicitly <laughs> the entire purpose of what betas are supposed to be about, um, which is great. So, on a, on a very positive note, I'm very excited by all of that stuff. So, mm -hmm. that's exciting. Have you been excited about any of the other... I didn't really... I'll confess, I didn't really read any of the Beta Weekend 2 previews for any of the other professions, because I'm probably just going to be playing Reaper the whole time. Uh, the Dragon Hunter got a bunch of buffs to traps and bows, uh, which I felt were, you know, could be improved a little bit, but were mostly okay. Mm -hmm. And... To my knowledge, unless it's changed since I last looked at it, they haven't touched virtues, which was my major critique. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's just not for me. So I, yeah, I don't know. They seem to. Oh no, they they way upped the heel on the the wings of resolve, and they upped the range on the burning. But it's, to me, the disparity is still from the base skills. Um, the disparity is still still pretty large, and they would have to they would have to change pretty much all of them in some way to make them more interesting. Because the I don't want to get yeah I don't want to get into Dragon Hunter too much, but I don't think what they've done so far is sufficient to make the virtues worth taking alone. Fair enough. Um... Um, in terms of Chronomancer, I think. I think Chronomancer was in a good spot. I think most of the stuff stayed the same for that, if I remember correctly. This is a week or so ago now, and I just kind of skimmed them. I remember one of the traits got nerfed so that you have to have a certain amount of clones before you can activate it, mm -hmm. um, which put a damper on a few builds. But I mean, Christian, I, I asked him if he was using that trait last week, cause, or during the last beta weekend, because he went into PvP and he was going, Oh man, I'm only getting 20 stacks of confusion and torment on this golem. Uh, <laughs> which... is a lot. Uh, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, so that didn't affect his super crazy condition build, and that's basically my experience with Chronomancer so far. Yeah, well, and they were in a pretty good spot anyway. I think. Yeah. I think everybody agrees. Everybody was pretty stoked with the Chronomancer. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry if we uh, are <laughs> sorry if we're depressing to listeners. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about our weekend event? I'm really sad that I didn't get to make it, but uh, had some in-laws in town, and a combination of that plus PAX planning and all that jazz made me unable to uh, join. Yeah, uh, well, yesterday, wow, it feels like a long time ago, yesterday, uh, we hosted Plants vs. Zombies, and we basically got as many Minion Masters as we could find, and, you know, several other people, 
uh, together and crammed them all into a silver waste incense and capped it. We had a hard time getting uh, people in at first, and then it, then eventually once we once we did a round or two, uh, thinned out. We were able to get everyone in, but there were an incredible amount of minions, and I have I have all kinds of screenshots that we'll we'll put in the show notes somewhere that you guys can take a look at. But it was an incredible amount of fun. There was a lot of excitement. We borrowed a, a team speak from some very lovely. Um, Guild Wars 2 community members and had about 50 people in TeamSpeak all going, oh my god, so many minions! <laughs> and The pictures uh, looked incredible. The... Uh, you know, I enjoyed it, but I don't play Necro very much, so I enjoyed it more for the other people who were enjoying it. Like, Eric was ecstatic. This was... he's He was like, I've been waiting for this moment since launch, and it's finally here! And he was so excited! That made me really happy as as an organizer, just to see other people happy is my primary motivation for it. Um, we had a lot of uh, d- different people all dressed up. We had two, we had uh, plants and zombies costume contests. There were some amazing entries in which the judges got into a fisticuffs over who, who would be a finalist. Um, we killed the Vine Wrath with almost exclusively minion masters. There was one guardian in mid lane uh, for the Vine Wrath for the second boss, and she hard carried, and we took it down with 15 seconds left to go. Because you, <laughs> because really you needed exciting. projectile reflection. We actually d- we actually didn't need projectile reflection. Oh right, because you have because so many we bodies. Had so many minions <laughs> that they just ate all of the projectiles for us. That's true. That is we true. did a lot of um, coordinated golem rushing, um, so any mobs without defiance didn't last very long, because we go 3-2-1 golem rush, and then they would just disappear into a hill of flesh golems, uh, which also all had bobbleheads, because we had bobblehead tonics flying around. God, that's awesome. It was a good time. Also, 3-2-1 and... golem rushes <laughs> flows quite well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a really... A really good time we all kind of got together and hung out and just enjoyed the game for what it was what it was and that was fun it's been a while since a lot of us did stuff like that and we'll definitely be doing it again i don't know exactly when but um the guild has a lot of ideas i keep having people come up to me and say oh i have an idea for another event uh which is really exciting to me also as a guild leader and event organizer so we'll definitely be doing it again and uh halloween is coming up not too far away, and I really like Halloween, so I think that'll probably be our next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, uh, yeah, and plus, if we do want to do this specific theme again of Plants vs. Zombies, uh, you know, we'll be able to actually eventually push into Maguma. Like, it won't have to necessarily be in Silver Waste in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, which could be really fun. Especially with how hard, <laughs> how hard some of those uh, monsters are. It would be great if we could like outpower them with <laughs> seas and seas of minions. I approve. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's really exciting. I I know I saw several people on Twitter that weren't able to make it, and they were really sad. And a lot of people that did make it really wanted to keep doing stuff like that. So I hopefully we can, like you said, keep keep doing that kind of stuff. I would love to join in on some of that stuff because that looked like an absolute blast 
I think that's it. I don't even have a cast cast today. I my my week was so busy with Plants vs Zombies, and I we we finished after you know after we were done with the event, and I just kind of laid on the couch and went, "Oh my god, that was so much fun! I'm so tired." So yeah. I don't have anything. The show notes were very sparse this week. Um, it's a sh- it's a shame that we can't like guest in World v World. Could you imagine a Plants vs Zombies World v World? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I want oh. But I yeah. mean, we could theoretically all get into the edge of the mists and have well, three. That would require a lot of organization, depending on. It would, but it could be interesting. Yeah, could be, could be. I just, I just mean if we're for people on other servers, like, is challenging. Different teams, want want. But yeah, I, I think that's actually it for us this episode. Um, yeah, I Pax is next week and. It's gonna be oh so hard on my body. Um, <laughs> I you don't even know. Pax is so exhausting. It's really fun, oh, yeah. but it's so oh, exhausting. I guess I do have a thing. Um, is it our they're collaboration? They're gonna be streaming. Oh, well, yeah, I, that too. Because I was gonna, I was gonna mention that anyway. But continue streaming. Um, they're gonna be streaming a panel on that Saturday, and we're gonna we're gonna host it on the Relics of Our Twitch channel. So if you're interested in watching that panel with the chat that is actually reasonable, um, I mean I can't promise that everyone will be positive all the time, but I I will be heavily moderating that and watching it. So if you're interested in having a good chat experience with um, us, with no, not you, you're gonna be there. So, but if you want to play Spot the Grybach and you want to have a good time hanging out with uh, the Relics of Our Guild and some community members who are interested in, in it and there to enjoy it, you are more than welcome to come hang out with us. Yes, exactly. Uh, and what I was uh, mentioning is that because of PAX, we're not going to be recording one week from now. There's going to be a slight delay because that would be in the middle of PAX. And however, we are planning to collaborate with the lovely ladies at Guild Wars Reporter and do a co post packs podcast that's kind of a mouthful um which will be at their normal streaming time at least as far as i know which is on yeah. thursday at 6 30 pst 9 30 9 30 eastern i'm pretty sure yeah something like that whatever their normal time is so uh that should be really exciting and that is when we plan to be back next so uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back after PAX. This has been another episode of Relics of War. If you want to get in touch with us, you can check out our website and forums at relicsofwar.com, email us at relicsofwar at gmail.com, or find us on your favorite social media site just by searching Relics of ORR. If you'd like to join us in-game, you can send a whisper or in-game mail to Spiritface, or drop us a note on Twitter or our website and say hi. Lastly, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, feel free to leave us a comment and the rating you feel we deserve.